Well, it's great to see everyone. Great to see you at home. And uh, just invite you to take a seat. Thank you so much, team. The Von Trapp Wakari Poles. <laughs> Don't we love them? What a great family. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Terrific. All right. Um, well, we're going to get started today. Everyone's got a lot on their plate, I'm guessing. You've probably got a list a mile long of things that you've got to do and get ready before, uh, before uh, uh, Christmas arrives. Anyone doing anything Christmassy today? Any celebrations happening today? Nobody? No? Oh, yeah, someone, someone here? Oh, church, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> We've got a little bit of a Christmas lunch happening today with my dad, which will be nice and be great. He's come down from Orange, so that'll be terrific. Uh, so I just want to let you know, too, um, obviously things are changing again <laughs> and um, restrictions are obviously happening in certain quarters and we're not really sure uh, what the government's going to ask us to do uh, to you know, protect each other in, in this interesting time. But the plan is that we will still be meeting here at nine o'clock for Christmas Day and we're going to put Jesus first on his birthday. Um, and we really invite you to join us where we will be here. And we will also be at Ellison Public School uh, for Mountains Church. Uh, and we will let you know if that changes. Uh, also on Christmas Eve, we've got something really special for you online. Uh, we have uh, recorded a, a very special carols service and a and it is a telling of the Christmas story in a unique way. And Mrs. Claus is telling the story with the aid of her special friend, Oslo. And I've got to tell you, Oslo is a hit with the kids who have met him. And, uh, and so I really encourage you, 7 o'clock Christmas Eve, that will be available online. Uh, it will be the streaming live on, on 7 o'clock. Uh, but it will then be available for you at any time to, uh, to watch. And you can check out the website or our YouTube channel and you'll be able to see that. So uh, we had some fun putting that together and we hope you really enjoy it. We think your kids will really enjoy it too. So, um, yeah. So there you go, that's 7 o'clock. And of course, next Sunday, we actually have a special uh, online service only. So we're not going to be here next Sunday. If you come, you'll be lonely. <laughs> so next Sunday, uh, relax, get up in your PJs, make a cuppa, turn the TV on and watch church online next Sunday. Is that cool? Yes. We're rounding out the year. Some of us will be very happy to see the back of this year. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's good. All right. Well, today I want to uh, I want to just unpack some thoughts around our you know stretching wider uh, theme that we we've moved into, and uh, we're uh, we're definitely thinking about stretching wider in terms of the beautiful message that we have at Christmas time, and uh, and so we we actually had our granddaughters Neve and Ramy sleeping over last week uh, at our house and uh, their parents were away having their wedding anniversary which was lovely and Jetty got to go uh, but Neve and Ramey slept at our house and we had a movie night and uh, we watched The Rise of the Guardians. Now who has seen that movie, The Rise of the Guardians? A few of you? Right. I really love this movie. It is, it's so fun and, uh, and the idea of it is that, uh, you know, Santa 
and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and the Sandman uh, are all actually guardians called by the man in the moon to guard over a certain aspect of childhood. And, you know, they've got it down to a fine art now. They really know what they're guarding. And, and, uh, but, but the man in the moon now calls Jack Frost to become a guardian. And Jack has to work out what it is he's supposed to be guarding in children, watching over in children. And so uh, Santa kind of takes him on a little bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a self-reflection journey. And, and he, he explains that what he guards over in children is wonder. And the Easter Bunny, he guards over hope. And the Tooth Fairy, she guards over childhood memory. And Sandman, he guards over children's dreams. Really beautiful, pure, innocent, wonderful things that they guard over. And of course, they come against an enemy uh, in, in the movie and they have to combat the enemy. And, and Jack is required to really find his centre, to find this thing that he's got to guard in children so that he can give strength to the team as they battle this enemy who wants to rob children of all of those beautiful things. It's actually quite a powerful story, really, and very deep and very layered. Um, and, of course, that's how I see all stories. So <laughs> it's just me. Um, but uh, Jack discovers on his journey, you know, he, he, he gets to this point where he realises that he is guarding over joy in children. He's guarding over their joy. Um, and, you know, their simple pleasures and the, the fun, their fun-loving spirit and all of that. And so it's really beautiful and powerful. And so we watched the movie, really enjoyed it, put the girls to bed. And I couldn't stop thinking about it because I, I really feel that there is such a parallel or maybe a metaphor in all of that, that we too are guardians. We are guardians of a very precious story and a very precious gift of Jesus Christ. And at Christmas, we are so reminded of what that story means to us. And each one of us has been called to really guard this, to be guardians over this. And, uh, and so I, I, maybe you'd be more familiar with the term that we are perhaps witnesses. That's, a, that's certainly something that we read a lot in Scripture. And I, I actually wanted to read this passage in John chapter 1 because we see John uh, who witnesses something and, and really essentially becomes a guardian of this truth and presents it to us in his gospel. And, and here we are reading it 2,000 years later. Let me read this. It says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own. And his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John was a witness to the light of Jesus. 
And he became a guardian of that light and, and wrote uh, the Gospel of John, which we have today. And, and I, I just think, you know, when we encounter God, when we, when we experience that revelation of who Jesus is, when that thing inside us wakes up and we, we can't not see that he is God, you know, uh, we actually become a, a guardian of that truth. And, and God, he reveals himself in many ways to us. And it's actually, it's unique. It's unique. It's the same, but it's unique. There's something unique about the way he reveals himself to us. And, and you know, in the past, we've actually referred to it, this as having a, a particular window of the gospel, you know, that our testimony can tell. Your story, what you bear witness to, what you are guardian over is really unique. Your story is unique. Your testimony is unique. And, and I think we need to stir up an awareness of how we are guarding over this incredible, incredible story of Jesus Christ. We're guardians of that treasure and not just in ourselves, but in one another. And so I want to have a look at some aspects of the Christmas story, some characters um, in the Christmas story and what they became guardians over and how we can really embrace that and encompass that and be encouraged by that. And the first one I want to share about is Elizabeth. Elizabeth. So let me just read a little bit of her story. She was Mary's cousin. She found herself pregnant late in life. It was a miracle of God. And Mary, uh, now, now she's just conceived Jesus and she goes to visit Mary, who's now about six months along. And, uh, and so in Luke chapter 1, it says, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. I love how when she encounters Jesus, he's not even out of the womb yet. She has this visceral response, this, this physical reaction. She's filled with the Holy Spirit. The baby leaps in her because it's, they've just encountered this tangible presence of a living saviour. And he's not even born yet. I mean, how amazing is that? How powerful is that? And this is, this, is how, this is how incredible Jesus. And I don't know whether you reflect at that moment when you encountered Jesus. I often do. That, that first encounter with Jesus where I just knew that I knew that I knew how real he was and who he was to me and who I was to him. It was, it was powerful and it was manifest. It was something you could, you could feel. You could almost touch it. It was an incredible, uh, incredible thing to encounter Jesus. And I, I, love, I love what happens to Elizabeth because in that moment, she bears witness to this. But in that moment, she encourages Mary. Her encouragement is to the faith in Mary. She encourages her. You know, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. She just turns that Holy Spirit empowerment in that moment, turns her to encourage Mary. I want to tell you, she is a guardian of encouragement. 
And I think it's something that we can be a guardian of too. In fact, I think we must be. In the days that we live in, more than ever, we must be an encouragement to one another. But not just in our flesh, but actually a Holy Spirit breathed, Holy Spirit led encouragement that is not of this earth. Because that, is, that pierces something. When we, are, when we just allow God to speak through us, encouragement to others. You know, that root word of encouragement is courage. It's courage. We need courage. In the day we live in, we need courage to stand for our faith. We need courage to live by our convictions. We need courage to stand up for Jesus Christ in this day that we live in. And God knew that we would need it, Jesus said. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he tells his disciples to wait. And he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will be a guardian of this. You will be a guardian of the Holy Spirit, of the boldness, of the courage, of the, of the power that comes with it. You'll become a guardian of it. We've got to be a guardian of encouragement to one another, of Holy Spirit-breathed encouragement to one another because it makes a difference. It changes people's lives to get that kind of encouragement. You know, I've, I've given lots of encouragement and counsel over the years and, uh, and it, I, I can do it in my own wisdom and, and experience and strength. And it's, it's okay. It's good. It's good. But I tell you, it's a whole nother level. When you are in the flow of the Holy Spirit, and you are speaking words of life from the throne room of God himself over somebody. And we have the power to do that. We, are, we have the ability to do that because the Holy Spirit resides in us. It just takes us to tap into that flow, to, to turn our own thoughts and our own counsel from our, from our own fleshly thinking and say, Holy Spirit, what is it that you want to say? Because it's often different to the angle we might take in the flesh. He gives us courage to stand. He gives us the ability to encourage one another. In you know, Hebrews uh, chapter 10, I think it's about verse 24, 24, it says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some. Big challenge this year, huh? Gosh, have we had to work that creatively. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The day. The day that Jesus returns to us. And this chapter of the earth finishes and a new one begins. I want to tell you the day is drawing near. And so we have to be thinking about how to encourage one another in the Holy Spirit, in the flow of the Holy Spirit. We've got to be guardians of encouragement for one another. Amen? I tell you, you know, the Bible describes a great falling away that happens in the last days. I think we're seeing it. And we've, we need to fight for each other to stay the course, to stay the course, because I don't want a single one of you to be one of those that Jesus said, I never knew you. I never knew you. No, nope. he's going to know Strong Nation Church. He's going to know you. So we are guardians of encouragement. Let's Let's be guardians of encouragement. The second characters in this great Christmas story that I, I want to draw uh, some, some things from is found in Luke chapter 2, and it's the shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They bore witness to the truth. They bore witness to the truth. And they became guardians of that truth. And what did they do? They spread the word. They spread this good news, this truth, this true story of the Messiah come. You've got to understand the Jewish people, they knew that a Messiah was coming. Many of them are still waiting. They're still waiting. They don't realise he came 2,000 years ago. They were waiting for this Messiah. The shepherds bore witness to the truth that the Messiah had come, had arrived. The good news was here. Life was going to change forever. And so they became guardians of the truth. I do feel that we're living in some extraordinary days of challenge when it comes to the gospel message. We're guardians of truth in an age where truth is anything I feel. Hey, this is a challenge. Truth is what I feel. So, you know, where does, where does sin and holiness and where does the need for a saviour arise? Uh, uh, where, where is that uh, in, a, in a world where truth is so subjective? Where is right and wrong? Where is good and evil when truth is what I feel? We've got some challenges for us in this unique age that we live in. But we are guardians of the truth and we need to fight to preserve it. We need to fight to preserve it. Jesus came because we needed him to come. We needed a saviour. We needed saving from what? Our sins. And as much as we would like to get rid of sin, or the, when I say we, the collective world would like to do, with the, uh, do away with the idea of sin or falling short in any way, uh, gosh, we even want to legislate it. They're trying to pass a bill in Victoria to make sure that they can do that. You know, it, it really is an age where truth has just been decimated. But we must stand as guardians of the truth because truth will prevail. Jesus is the only truth that will set us free. He's the only truth that we can experience real freedom from and real relationship with God, real salvation, real reconciliation with God. He is the only truth that is worth knowing. And our feelings... As important and significant as they are at times, must be subject to the truth, not the other way around. Our feelings do not dictate truth. Our truth dictates our feelings. And so we are guardians of that truth and we need to fight hard for her. 2021, we need to be guardians of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ more than ever. 
before. Thirdly, our characters that we're going to look at as guardians is the wise men. And we find them in Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. You know, the significance of this moment is sometimes lost on us. It's very cute in a nativity scene though. You wait until our Christmas Eve service, it's very cute. <laughs> um, and we love this simple little image of these, these wise men bringing their gifts. But it was actually really profound because these wise men, these magi from the east, had followed this star and they believed with everything in them that this star was pointing to the birth of a king. And they came ready to give tribute to a king, to a king. And the size of these gifts, the frankincense, the gold, the myrrh, the value of them was actually extraordinary because they were coming to give tribute to a king. It was a kingly treasure that they were giving because they recognised Jesus was the king of a new kingdom. And in this revelation, they became guardians of the kingdom. And I want to tell you that you and I, we are guardians of a kingdom. Jesus spoke a lot about the kingdom. He spoke a lot about what it looked like, what it felt like, the culture of that kingdom. He said, the kingdom is here. <laughs> In fact, the Pharisees got so curious about what he was saying. Uh, you know, they, I'll just read this verse in Luke 17. It says, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, Google Maps, there's the kingdom of heaven. No, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. It's in the midst of you. Jesus was establishing his kingdom through his citizens of that kingdom. You know, we might be citizens of Australia or whatever country uh, you're in as you watch this or, or wherever your citizenship lies. But that's actually just a superficial reality. The greater reality is that you are now citizens of the kingdom of heaven and where you are, so is the kingdom. You are guardians of that kingdom. Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus literally tossed us the keys to the palace and said, you guys are in charge while I'm gone. <laughs> I give you my authority. Continue living according to the culture of this kingdom that I've been demonstrating to you for the last three years. Even better, I've actually put that kingdom on the inside of you. Like I've done this supernatural thing that you can't understand completely. But you, you now carry it within you. It's within you. You're citizens of that kingdom. <coughs> and you know, the Bible really is just a beautiful collection of all those cultural teachings that have transformed people and communities and civilizations. 
Listen, don't believe the lies out there, especially in the academic world, that suggests that Christianity is some expression of evil white colonialism across the earth. It's so not. The freest, richest, most creative, innovative, scientifically advanced civilizations have at their very heart a Judeo-Christian value system that Jesus demonstrated is the value system of the kingdom of heaven. From the Ten Commandments to loving your neighbour to taking care of the poor and the vulnerable, these are values worth fighting for. And we are guardians of the kingdom to which they belong. Did you know that? Hey, it's time... It's time for the rise of the guardians. It's time for the rise of the guardians. Hey, 2021 needs to be the rise of the guardians. We've got to understand what we're guarding. This incredible, immense treasure to which we have experienced and encountered. I'm just going to leave you with these thoughts. Actually, Tamar, if you wouldn't mind coming to the keys, that would be great. God has given each one of you a witness of his goodness, of his love, of his forgiveness, of his salvation, of his truth, of his kindness, of his mercy. He's given each one of you a witness of a unique facet of the kingdom of God. All of us are guardians of these things. We are guardians of these things. And I want to encourage us to sense the weight of that this morning to sense the truth of that, to sense the honour and the privilege of that, to sense the responsibility of that. And all the more as the day draws near. Whether you're a guardian of courage or of truth or of the kingdom, of whatever, Strong Nation Church here and at home, it's time to rise. And I believe a new rise of the guardian is required to faithfully carry this message into the next generation, to our neighbour and to our world. What does that look like for you? I believe God wants to speak to every heart here today. And I wonder whether you might just bow your head in a moment of reflection and just begin to pray. Lord, what is this incredible treasure that I have become a guardian of? And how does it look for me to guard it well? What does it look to me? How do I guard it in my fellow brother and sister in Christ? How do I guard it in the next generation? How do I guard it in my family as we represent you in our communities, in our neighbourhoods? How do I guard it as I go to work, as I interact with people, with acquaintances, with people of peace? How do I be a guardian of it faithfully? And Holy Spirit, we just invite you now to come and speak to every heart and every mind. We want to faithfully bear witness to this incredible gift that we've been given in Jesus Christ. Just create a moment for God to speak to us.
Heavenly Father, I just pray today might be the beginning of a whole new chapter in our lives. And as we stretch wider into our world with this incredible message, I pray that you would help all of us to sense the emboldening power of the Holy Spirit within us, that we would be encouraged, we would find our courage. And in wisdom and in power, we might truly be guardians of the greatest story ever told. And I thank you for that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Let an anointing just rest on every person listening to this message today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Are you ready? Are you ready to rise? (laughs) Who's going home to watch that movie? (laughs) Be inspired. Be inspired. Well, we've got a great week ahead of you. And uh, we just pray for just such a blessing over all of your time with family and friends, protection as as you go about your way, protection from this hideous COVID nonsense and uh, from from traffic and from (laughs) sales frenzies and and craziness and chaos at Christmas. We We just pray for peace over every one of your households and that this might be a time of great joy for you guys. So... God bless you. Farewell to you at home. We love you guys. See you later.